Welcome to another episode of Double E Elevating Entrepreneurs. Today, I'm here with my friend Kyrie Davis. He's a customer experience strategist and owner of a clothing brand called For No Reason. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners? Absolutely. Thank you so much for introducing me, Elizabeth. I'm pumped to be talking to you today. Um, like you said, I am a customer experience strategist and I have a brand called FNR, which stands for For No Reason. And just talking to you a little bit about how you got started in your podcasting and everything, I feel like you really embody the For No Reason <laughs> message. Absolutely. Okay. What's your message? So For No Reason literally means just stepping out on faith and doing something that kind of empowers you, right? So we're yeah. really focused on leisure time. And I think okay. a lot of people need leisure time. Yeah. I don't think we focus on it enough. So FNR is all about like, hey, just get out there and do something. Like when you were a little kid, and you're mm-hmm. like, I'm going to start a lemonade stand or something like <laughs> yes. that. Get back to doing those things. Yeah. Because when you do that, that's what actually inspires you to make bigger plans, to make bigger yeah. impact. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Very cool. Well, so tell us a little bit about what you do and, mm-hmm. and um, how you created your brand, how everything started. Absolutely. So it started in quarantine, which is actually really cool. <laughs> I feel like everyone's ideas are starting in quarantine mm-hmm. or just at a time in their life where they had time to focus on them. And I really looked at what I do professionally, where I want to be in five or 10 years. And I felt really controlled by a lot of the standards that people were telling me to live by. So, you know, standards of I'm a college student, so I have to go into this kind of industry or even like, hey, I'm in this role and now I have to play this position. And Mm -hmm. I started feeling like there was no room for innovation and there was Mm -hmm. no room for creativity. Right. Yeah. So that's when I was like, I want a clothing brand. We were like, why? I don't really have a reason. Okay, that's it right there. We're gonna call it. <laughs> we're gonna call it for no reason. Let's right? just call the company for no reason and empower more people to step out on faith and get out there in the world and do things just because. I love that. Yeah, because you don't need to have a reason if you're following what you want to do. It's because you want to do it. That's exactly. <laughs> you don't it need means. to justify to anybody why you're doing something. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So that's the awesome. first product that we have out is the Embrace Crew Neck, and literally the love Embrace it. Crew Neck is just telling people to accept. Um, not only willingly, but enthusiastically. So whatever yeah. your circumstance might be, definitely a year that we just left, 2020, yeah. you could have tons of reasons to, mm-hmm. you know, hang your head and complain. And um, But yeah. you could embrace it. You know, you could just take it in. and, and make, make the it best. Of, yeah, I love that. I love that. Where do they buy your merch? So you can actually go to literally FNR.com to get the crew next. And there's so much more. Coming. We're really looking just to build a community around people who want to focus on leisure time mm-hmm. and not be controlled by the standards of life. So. I love that. I love that. So um, how did you create that design? Mm, honestly, it was really simple. I was okay. like, people just need to understand the definition. Okay. Embrace was like a favorite word of mine. So I was like, nice. hey, let's just type it into the internet. And when I typed it into the internet, yeah. embrace, I just wanted to see who else has this idea. Okay. Like, is this out there yeah. already? Yeah, yeah. And when I typed in embrace... I really like the way that the Google definition laid it out. Like, yeah. it like, like you know how it tells you the yes, name. Yes, absolutely. Break it down. It's a noun. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. I was like, let's yeah. put that on a shirt. <laughs> you have some new designs coming in. Some new ones. We as do. Well. Yeah, I really want to focus more on the community. Like I said, like I want more people to like rep for mm-hmm. no reason and really understand what that means and to tell their friends that you know, want to do more in their lives. There's a lot of people who want to start businesses. There's a lot of people who want to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right? Who want to start podcasts. But a lot of people <laughs> who want to do more. Yeah. A lot of people want to do more than what they do. Nine to yeah. five. Right. Yeah. People have dreams. So yeah. um, I really want people to see a lot more of FNR just across their chest, just blaring and um, yeah. I have a new product that I'm also working on. 
difficult mm-hmm. things to do for no reason. So instead mm-hmm. of just letting people wear the brand, I want you to actually experience the brand and kind of our calls. So that's um, cool. Tell us more about that. I'm very interested. So yeah. Um, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, things for no reason. It's kind of like a play off of like Cards Against Humanity or even like a devotional or anything like that. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and it's this idea where you can have this box and mm-hmm. you go in and you draw a card. It's going to actually give you a suggestion of something that you can go do for no reason. No way. Because, you know, I can tell you, yeah, go yeah. do something for no reason. <laughs> but a lot of people are asking me, like, well, right. oh, Kyrie, what do I do? Mm, true. Like, yeah. you started this clothing brand, but mm-hmm. what do little old me, what do I do? Well, you could uh, go, like, learn how to plan a plan or something today. You, <laughs> yeah. you know, you could go volunteer down the street and give back to, you know, like the, the, the community. There's mm-hmm. tons of different things for no reason that yeah. are going to make you feel fulfilled and make you feel like you're living you know, just a better life. That's awesome. I yeah. love that. That's so cool. Yeah. So, um, how did you create your website? Did you design it yourself too? Because I know you do like customer mm-hmm. um, experience and for your job as mm-hmm. well. You said you do a lot of creative stuff. So yeah. did you build your own website as well? I did not. Build no. My own website. Okay. And personally, when I think you're taking all these different things mm-hmm. like in business or mm-hmm. even creative, I think your team is the most important. It's like about who's around you. Absolutely. And um, although you can build the website yourself, I think it saves a lot of money. If you have mm-hmm. people around you who are talented in that space, Bring them in. That's mm-hmm. the perfect time to bring them in. And um, my photographer or whatever, he's definitely well-versed in that space. And um, he also had a friend, and they worked on my website and did a great job with that. And the partnership was amazing. That's so cool. So on your website, tell us about your website. What does yeah. it look like? So the website's really clean. Like right now, I'm all just like white and clean colors. So you okay. go to the website. Yeah. We, the first model that we came out with was just the black and gray screw deck. Uh-huh. Um, so kind of the style that you saw was just clean, black, white. Mm-hmm. black and white mm-hmm. uh, but then when we added the other colors it actually fit in to kind of add you know just those colors only on a white background so stylistically that's the only thing i've ever stayed on okay. i think it looks really good that's yeah. awesome very very cool yeah. i love it and so um the the game that you're coming out with or if you want to call it that game, right yeah. no, or um <laughs> the concept of you know um inspiring people to do something mm-hmm. right um where are they going to find that on your website as well? Yes, it'll be on the website. And I think okay. what people will see is like right now, we just have to prove that. Mm-hmm. Um, really looking at getting some basic like t-shirts out there for people. just like, yeah. brand. And then of course, for the ladies, we were thinking about oh. coming out with crop top hoodies, um, hopefully this spring okay. uh, for women, which will be pretty exciting. But yeah. you would see the things to do for no reason on the website as well. Okay. Very cool. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's exciting. Stuff. Um, so tell us about your team. So you said mm-hmm. that there was people around you and that, that that's important, like who you select and who's mm-hmm. around you. So tell us how you selected the people to be on your team and like who your team is comprised of and, yeah, and how you found them. Yeah, I love to brag on my team. <laughs> I brag yeah. on these guys all the time. And um, I got to this place really just looking at my ego you okay. know, and really just kind of looking at myself as first as a creator. Or just mm-hmm. someone with a bunch of ideas. Because mm-hmm. a lot of us have ideas, but we don't want to call ourselves creative. Right. right, um, right. And I kind of looked at my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I looked at the things that were keeping me up late at night. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, the deficiencies, the things that just kind of really frustrated me about what I was doing. And mm-hmm. um, I realized very early on that I could not do it by myself. Like, whatsoever. Yeah. And it's not just not being able to do it by myself, but I wasn't going to be able to scale anything by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked at, well, who can complement my weaknesses? And I right. contacted my best friend. Um, he was studying film or whatever. 
mm-hmm. and I brought him in to kind of have an eye because I found myself really struggling with talking to other videographers and photographers and getting them to understand my vision mm-hmm. when I had people around my network that understood my vision because they come from the same place. If that kind of makes sense. So expand um, on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really it was it was hard for me. You know, when you're when you're starting a brand, um, and this even goes back to my podcast that I have myself, mm-hmm. but when you're doing all of these things, mm-hmm. you're gonna go out there into the market. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go out there in the market and you're going to look for a photographer online through mm-hmm. Facebook, through your network, and it might be someone that's your family or your friend, or it just mm-hmm. might be someone that you'd like someone else's stuff and you're like, hey, who does your stuff? Right. Like, I, I want that too. Yeah. That was good for so long. Mm. I look for people who want to be a part of the team who have a similar vision and who don't just mm. want a project. So I've been yeah. very particular about the people I work with. Like, if you take me on as a client and you're like, hey, you're just another project, um, I normally don't want to work with you. Right. I want people who understand what I'm doing and they're here for, like, the long run. So that's when I started pivoting to my friends and being like, yo, I have something here. Mm-hmm. I know I have something here. Yeah. I need you to believe in me, right? right? And I need to bring you on because there's some parts of this that I know I don't have to explain to you mm-hmm. because you just get it. Right. We're cut from the same cloth. So I right. know you get this stuff. And that that was tough. That was tough. And and I make it sound very simple. Like, yeah, just hit up my bros. And no, yeah. We did the thing. But yeah. that, that took years mm-hmm. of friction between those friendships to mm-hmm. understand how we really play in each other's lives and, and the roles that we play. So. No, yeah, no, I, I love that. And that's so true. It's like, it's really important who, especially if you have a brand or a vision or a goal, you know, with your dream, it's hard to, tr- you got to trust the right people with it, you know, mm-hmm. that are going to actually value and appreciate it and want it to mean what you want it to mean. Yeah. So um, I think that's great. That's, those are good lessons. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Who do you look up to that's an entrepreneur? Who inspires Ooh. you? Ah, that's funny. Since I'm on record, I'm going to say I look up to my best friend, Donovan Ruffin. So, okay, tell us about him. <laughs> um, the thing that I love um, most about Donnie is that he's very particular on the same subject that we were talking about, about mm-hmm. who's around him. You know, this is somebody that I grew up with and we're definitely cut the same, but there was a time where I recognized that he was going a different place in business and it was mm-hmm. no hard feelings, but he could mm-hmm. not risk having me a part of his, his fab five. You know, <laughs> it could have happened, you know, because yeah. you're, you're looking at the people who are closest to you, the closest five people, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to make that decision. Do I want this yeah. legacy that I want in my life or do I want a couple of cool friends that are going to be nice to go up to the bar and, and drink a little bit? And sure. um, I, I think I look up to him because I saw him make changes and pivot um, away from relationships and friendships and do what was necessary Um regardless of those friendships to get what he wants out in his life. And yeah. what's really nice, I had an episode on my podcast um, that's called um, They'll Understand. And it's focused on that right there is that mm. when you take that shift mm. and you start moving somewhere else in your life, mm-hmm. sometimes you can feel like those people are never going to come with you and that they'll never understand. But mm-hmm. the people who understand, they'll always be there. And the people who didn't understand, like they have another way in their life. So yeah. um, that's definitely why I admire Donovan. That's really cool. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's so important. And, and you said it a couple of times is, you know, who've got, you've got in your corner and who's pouring into you is mm-hmm. so vital and so important because who will either add or subtract to your life. So you have to look at people. Are they energy drainers mm-hmm. or are they energy adders? Mm-hmm. I know it's a hard reality for a lot of us to look at, but sometimes you really have to sit down and slow down and evaluate like 
who am I associating with? And are they pulling me away from my dreams? Mm-hmm. Are they pushing me towards my dreams? And, um, you know, it is hard too being young, you know, a lot of our friends, right. They want to go have fun yeah. and, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's balance to it. Right. But, um, but when you have a dream and a vision and a passion and a mission for your life, you're like, man, I'm doing this over here. But if I stayed home and I put in the time here, I could develop another clothing line or oh, exactly. something like that or another shirt coming out. Right. Or, or I could be investing in promo. Like, there's been right. There's that, so many so. things that could yeah. yeah, progress you. Absolutely. Yeah. Instead of regress you. And I think mm-hmm. that's just like a huge lesson. Um, and sometimes it's easier said than done, right? Cause we all want to have fun with our friends. Yep. Um, but you have to sometimes slow down and look at, okay, if I'm giving up this temporarily long term, I'll be able to have all the fun traveling over the world because I built this mm. brand, yeah. you know? So I think it's, you know, sometimes you have to give away short term benefits for long term gains. And yep. I think a lot of people, um, you know, maybe struggle with that. But a thing that does help, right, is associating yourself with people that are also on that same path. So you don't feel like you're missing out, right? Because yeah. you're going to be pushed and you guys keep each other focused. That's big. So I think it's really important. So it's really but big. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I think I've like really learned, um, not only in business, but, you know, I, I sometimes think that we have too many business owners and not enough creative people or not uh-huh. enough innovators. Okay. And yeah. um, I think that really comes down to uh, this idea that we talk a lot about in business. Right? Like, yeah. What's your why? Yes. We hear that all the time. And I'm one There's of even people. a book, Simon Sinek. Exactly, exactly. A lot of people Start want to talk why. about why. And, and mm-hmm. my thing, uh, this is where I'm at right now in life, I think so many people focus on why that they end up whining, right? Ooh. They end up whining. Like, it's just such an emotional tie that they just end up being like, I just want it so bad and, <laughs> and everything like that. And I really encourage people that work around me mm-hmm. to focus on meaningfulness, and say, mm-hmm. I mean, it probably sounds the same. I know you're probably listening yeah. to this, like, isn't that the same thing? But we focus on so much why that we end up whining. But when we focus on meaning, uh-huh. we focus on mastery, right? Ooh. And we are trying to master different things. And too mm-hmm. many people are just focused on this is why I'm doing it. What are you mastering to get that, right? Mm-hmm. And when if you when you focus okay. on mastering something, that's when you really provide the meaning to what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of what I get my team and my people to focus on and try to empower people to do. No, it's so good. Yeah, because I mean, if you don't focus and get good at one thing, then everything else is not going to fall into place. Exactly. You know, you can only spread yourself so thin. You need to really hone in and say, okay, what am I skilled at? Or what am I the most passionate and excited about? Mm-hmm. And then hone in on that. Mm-hmm. And then everything else will kind of fall into place. Just like I was telling you about my podcast, right? My passion is inspiring people and connecting. I love meeting people and sharing their story. But now I have a clothing brand spiraling out of that and a book spiraling out of mm-hmm. that. So it's like everything will, you know, fall into place mm-hmm. if you're doing what you should be focusing on. Yeah, so, 1, um, but yeah, that's really cool. So um, I know there's probably been some hard moments, right? As you're building your brand and, you know, figuring things out and innovating. What are some tips that you can give people that helped you through those hard times um, and helped you continue to innovate and continue to push forward. Yeah. So I will take it back to the whole why thing. A lot okay. of people will be like, you know, at this point yeah. right here, most people are going to tell mm-hmm. you, know your why. And I'm going to tell you, no, that's, uh-huh. I personally don't believe that knowing your why in this situation matters. Mm-hmm. Make sure that what you're setting forth for yourself in the next five or 10 years is meaningful. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like, does this matter to you? Right? right. Um, but I took a lot of hills. I'm very similar to you. I started a podcast and that's literally how the brand kind of came out. And now okay. I'm in all of these different ventures, all from doing a podcast, right? 
That's so cool. Right? Yeah. Um, so tell us how that happened. Yeah, I took I took L's though. So like, no, it's okay. We want to hear it. That's, <laughs> I took that's L's. What, so people can relate, right? That are listening, they can relate. <laughs> so like, a lot of people don't know this. Um, I tried to do the podcast in 2019. Oh, wow. um, I did it in 2019, and and it's funny because you know my photographer is doing pictures and stuff right mm-hmm. now, but he was at a different place in his life. I had my videographer who does my video mm-hmm. and stuff right now. He was at a different place. All weren't there, but we wanted it, right? But life just happens. Um, A year later, I get to a place where I start filming the things I want to, and I'm able to launch the way I want to. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm starting to network and find different places to film it. Um, And I was working at a shared working, I I found a shared working space in Dallas. Okay. Uh And I love those. Those were amazing. Yes. Those used to be the best places, shared working spaces. The co-working spaces, yes. amazing. I love that stuff. (laughs) And um, I found a really good one in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And um, I was walking out after having a meeting with my videographer and the owner Mm -hmm. stops me. He's like, hey, come over here. Let's Mm -hmm. talk. And long story short, they were building a podcast studio. Oh my gosh, that's cool. They put it in front of me and I was like, no way, I'm about to launch. Like, And I was going to be able to level up the podcast, the quality Mm -hmm. and everything in a blink of an eye. Right, mm, and yeah. I was going to be able to scale it and really do it the way I wanted to. And I already right. had about three episodes recorded from the comfort of my closet. Right? Oh, nice. You know, like, you know, <laughs> Innovate, yeah. yeah that's right, right. And, you got your uh, to do. I kid you not. I drive home from that meeting. I paid for the time and everything. I paid for like ten hours a month to record, to edit it, film it, all that. It was a sweet. Wow. Meeting. I went home like victorious. Yeah. Like, extremely victorious. I get inside. I turn on the TV. And Donald Trump shuts down the country. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That was my launch. Like, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. I got home and I was like, what do I do? I just told it. I told my Instagram. I told everybody <laughs> I'm coming out with this podcast. Like, what do I do? Like, right. I already didn't know how to survive with a podcast, but not only a podcast, but a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I kind of was like you. I focused on the one thing. Like I like, like you said, I like to inspire people. I want to do this. Well, cool. I said I wanted to do my project mm-hmm. to kind of express myself. So get back to that. Right. Make sure it's meaningful and, and keep focusing on expressing yourself. So through doing that, I was able to kind of survive through the pandemic still in my house. Mm-hmm. But I found different tools like Zencaster. I don't know if you're familiar with Zencaster, mm-hmm. but if anyone's trying to podcast, you need to definitely check out Zencaster. Tell them about it. I've never talked about it, but I know about yeah, it. Yeah, Zen, Zencaster is a voiceover IP tool where literally if you're a podcaster, you could set up your mic and record and then invite other people into basically a chat room. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite part about it, they do automatic post-production for you. Mm-hmm. So you can record, it'll separate into two different WAV files, and then it'll literally do auto post-production, and then you can clean it up in whatever other software that should be afterwards. It's amazing. Um, but I found that. Mm-hmm. And instantly the light goes off and I'm like, yo, <laughs> I can continue to express myself right? and not only um, express myself, I can express myself with more people that are outside of my city because I limited mm. myself to in-person interviews. And then sure. when the podcast happened, I was like, there were always people I wanted to talk to that didn't live in my city. And oh, gave sure. me the ability to do that. So mm-hmm. um, I just went hard with that. Yeah. And then I refocused and there was a piece of my podcast that I wanted to be visual. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what I missed out taking that L. And yeah. um, that's when I started realizing I need a team to get to where I need to be. So that's when I brought in my best friend for video, started bringing in a couple of other friends to kind of manage the idea flow and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't be overwhelmed. Um, and I came up with this project called the intermission. That was like the intermission mm-hmm. was one project, but then I put like four different projects in there. And, yeah. Um, I had a project called quality time with friends, men being petty. 
Um, and then I launched FNR, which was the brand and everything. And I yeah. launched everything in a batch to end the year. And cool. that's kind of what I did. And, um, you know, that it was a hard time though. It really was. Like, I didn't know, like, I almost quit again. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, ah, uh, maybe it wasn't this year. Like, but I, why I didn't that. you? I didn't do it. I didn't quit just because I knew that if I could figure out things while it's tough, Right. Holy crap. Wait until you see me when things get better, you know? I love that. And that's why I'm so excited. How did you find that strength? Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Really just believing in myself, you know, and if if whatever else you believe in, I always tell people, if you you can't believe in something, there's no way you'll ever believe in yourself. So me, I'm personally like a man of faith. um, Mm -hmm. So I kind of leaned in on that. I definitely did way more meditation to kind of get there because I realized I need to get clear up here. Right. If I just kept seeing what was going on in the world and kept thinking about my circumstance, mm-hmm. there was going to be no way possible that I could, you know, pull this off. So I got right. super clear and mm-hmm. that was painful. And I don't think a lot of people are willing to do that. So yeah. if you're in a tough place, you kind of got to strip back all of your armor and mm-hmm. really just kind of look at yourself flush, you know, and be like, this is what I got. And yeah. when it came to that, I was like, you know what? I- I'm actually made for this. I-, I can keep doing this. Yeah. That's a great mentality to have. Yeah. That's really awesome. So are there certain books or anything that you like to mm. listen to to keep you motivated or yeah. anything like that? Yeah, definitely. I want to say books because I'm sure you can get tons of book recommendations for other people, but we are the audio generation. Yes, we're, we are. <laughs> we're, we're the audio world. So like, of course, on a podcast, yeah. I'm going to suggest another podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, you got to pump mine up first. Though, yeah, so like I listen to a lot of Brendan Burchard. Um, okay. I'm a huge fan of Brendan. Um, I've been listening to him now for like eight years. Um, a friend oh, wow. shared him to me while I was in college. And when he shared him with me, um, to me or whatever in college, I didn't think I'd, you know, participate like this. And yeah. he has a book called High Performance Habits to connect it to a book. So he uh-huh. has a podcast called The Brendan Show, which is just old. Um, he's like the godfather. He's like the godfather <laughs> of like this personal development yeah. space. So High Performance Habits and then. I'm a huge Jay Shetty fan. Are you? I don't know if you're. No, I love Jay Shetty. Okay. Like he, he's phenomenal. He's from the UK, and oh, he cool. basically left his corporate job to kind of become a monk and like oh, wow. went hardcore. Then moved back to LA. I just love his story. He really uh-huh. talks about meditation and mindfulness, and uh-huh. um, he has a book that's called Think Like a Monk. I think I've seen the book it's, actually. It's amazing. That's so really if nice. I had to suggest anything, like. Definitely business-wise, you got to get right within. Um, okay. And you also, you got to get right within before you start leading people and before you start mm-hmm. leading your company. And you can see a lot of people that are leading their businesses, but they're like, I know you're hurting. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> true. Yeah. 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 So that, you yeah. got to take care of yourself so you can grow and, and add light to other people yep. and inspiration. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. So what are you excited about with like the new year? I know you said that you have some other, you know, yeah, lines uh, that are uh, coming out in <laughs> and, and the game. Uh, what else are you excited I'm about? Really pumped. I'm really pumped to execute. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, execution's big. I keep telling everyone, like, 2020, you learned a lot. Mm-hmm. You really saw, first of all, you, you probably learned a little bit more about your family. You learned <laughs> yeah. a lot, right? Right. And I feel like this year is all about execution and, mm-hmm. and actually applying those lessons that you learned. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at um, huge application, um, not just the brand, but I'm excited to return to podcasting. I'm like, oh, really, okay. I'm really geeked about that. I'm like really, really excited because I love uh, the podcast space. Um, awesome. But we are returning. I had a podcast called The Habitual Project. Cool. And um, my new podcast, mm-hmm. I think it's the first time I'm publicly telling anyone. Uh-oh. My new 
Oh, snap. You heard it here first on Double E. No, but my new podcast is called Habitual L's. Mm, yeah. Like losses? Yeah. yeah. Lessons. Oh, yeah. losses turn to lessons. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be habitual L's and I'm really pumped uh-huh. because um we did more of like an interview style and you kinda mm-hmm. went with me through my journey, but mm-hmm. um habitual L's will be a podcast that's focused way more on storytelling and telling the stories that we experience every single day or stories that we can relate to and oh, really cool. taking the audience to a different place. Like we want to take you to almost like a multiverse like what is this like you i want you to feel like you're somewhere different so i'm really pumped to kind of bring that to the market i love that that's really really cool that's awesome Mm -hmm. and where will you be doing that at yeah i'm probably gonna do it in anchor still because anchor Anchor, is the best place to do your podcast anchor is the best (laughs) shout out to anchor sponsor us (laughs) yeah i'll probably do it on anchor yeah i love anchor it's something the best way to get started for a podcast yeah it is i absolutely agree that's awesome oh anything else you want to share with the listeners honestly that Focusing on meaningfulness, Um, making sure the work that you do is meaningful. A lot of people want to get into business, but they don't even love it themselves. Like you don't actually like to do this. You do it because it's a means of making money, right? Right. And there's no problem with making money because we all like making money. Let's 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 not get (laughs) things jaded. That that (laughs) is very important. Um, But I think when you got you got to get your heart right. And um, we talked about teamwork. That's Mm -hmm. something I'm very big about. Like as leaders of businesses, you need to. Um, work on leadership and make sure that you're empowering your people so that they can be the best, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. as owners and um, as leaders, we want to kind of control everything. We want to control mm-hmm. the odds because mm-hmm. we know things are better. <laughs> in our, mm-hmm. We know that if the odds are in our hands, <laughs> we're good. But yeah. I think there needs to be a shift to empower your people, whatever that means for you. Like mm-hmm. really listen to your people and figure out what is meaningful to them. Right. Ooh, understand what's good. meaningful for, for you, but then dive deeper to understand what's meaningful for them. Mm-hmm. I feel like where I'm at right now, I'm looking at the people I work with and I'm trying to understand what benefits you the most. Like, what do you see in this? Like the reason mm-hmm. why you're helping me and what I'm doing, what, what does that have to do with you? Whatever that is, I need to understand that because I'm going to go hard on that. Like if you're telling me that, like my videographer, uh, my guy that is in my film, he wants to write screenplays. Mm. Right. So I wanted I wanted him to advise me Uh on the podcast and help me with my outlines and everything. But then I thought and I was like, wait, 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 wait. I changed my entire plan because of what Mm -hmm. empowered him. Uh I was like, okay, you want to write screenplays. I want you to help me on the podcast. How about we make the podcast screenplays? So now you write a script for every single podcast. Oh, cool. And now at the end of the year, you're looking back and you have 12 scripts to add to your portfolio. That's awesome. Now I can empower you to go check what you really want. Yeah. That's important. We got to yeah. we gotta start having conversations and take action like that because okay. that's how you build massive teams, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of similar like the customer experience that you're exactly. kind of saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, so, um, yeah, no, I think that's awesome. I think that's really true. And, you know, it's part of what, I'm trying to do here through, you know, double E elevating entrepreneur, as I say, through education and empowerment. And I think it's so valuable to educate and empower other entrepreneurs because mm-hmm. that's how we help each other grow. That's how we help the community grow. Exactly. And then overall, the world will grow and continue to flourish. And I think entrepreneurship or creativeness, it doesn't necessarily mean you need a traditional business. You can innovate and be different, right? Um but with 2020, 2020 ending, 2021 starting, yeah. I think, you know, with everything that we've been through um, as 
you know, the U.S. as, as and, and overall the world, right, because it's been a pandemic. Yeah. Um, it's all about just innovation and just st- starting something new. And, um, you know, I hope you guys that are listening are inspired by our conversation to go out there if you've been afraid to go out there and start something new. And you know what? If you fail, like he's talking about his new podcast, um, you just turn it into a lesson and you innovate and you adjust and you adapt and you do little tweaks here and there. It's just like if you were um, flying a plane, right? You you have the coordinates. You know where you're going. So you always want that um, vision to aim at. But you can always adjust along the way. You know, birds might come yep. or another plane might come and be in your path. You know, you've got you've to be adaptable. But if you're adaptable and flexible, that's when you guys will get to where you want to be. And so I think it's just so important to keep that in mind as you guys grow. Awesome. So I know you were talking about, you know, customer experience and getting feedback, right, from your from your clients, from your customers, even from people that you work with. Um, so can you tell us why that's important and how you do it? Yeah, yeah. First off, it's important just because at the end of the day, we're all consumers, right? Mm-hmm. And um, somewhere along the road, I think everyone started focusing on different sides of the business. And mm-hmm. luckily... I found a fascination in user experiences and exactly um, how people perceive the value going into the transaction and then that yeah. expectation, how we deliver on it, that actual ROI at the very end. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of people are focused on sales and it's very transactional. And I'm a much more relational person. Mm-hmm. Um, both of my degrees, undergrad and then also my master's degree are interdisciplinary and also have a background in applied data analytics. So I'm yeah. someone who I want to really get into the data and understand, yeah. hey, what is the data telling us about our customers mm-hmm. um, or what data do you have for your business, mm-hmm. um, but then also getting on the ground level and having that relationship and that connection with your users so that we can mm-hmm. really craft and design a unique experience that actually is tailored to your customer segment, you know? Um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And I work I work with a lot of companies right now, just like, how are you positioning mm. the sale, you know? Um, I uh, I was talking to someone last night on a call and they were we were talking about the the sales question of mm-hmm. if I could do this what would this do for you that's like mm-hmm. a very sales mm-hmm. kind of conversation like if my product could do this mm-hmm. for you what what would what would that provide you and I think we're taught that from a sales perspective but I just look at that question different that's not a value question of like mm-hmm. oh what could this do for you it's actually an expectation. I'm telling you that my product can solve this. Mm-hmm. And if it's if it can, what does that relationship alongside you look like? How do we make sure that we continually deliver on that? So from front end to back end, that's what I'm focused on when I work with people. I love that. Yeah. Actually, I read a book. It's called The a Referral of a Lifetime or The Referral of a Lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Have you read it? Yes. 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 It's so good. But in there, the mindset she talks about is, you know, adding value. Mm -hmm. So like you listen for that need and you explain how you can help each other out Mm -hmm. and how you're also helping you want. It's about what they want. So what are some tools or how do you do that? Um, They're kind of focused on more Mm -hmm. of like what they want. Yeah. No, like how do you, do you, what are you using to create this data, to find this data? Oh, no, it's all about what the company has. So a lot of people that, what you'll find with a lot of companies, they actually aren't collecting data. Like they have their. I'm not surprised on that, yeah, to be exactly. honest. <laughs> so like they're actually, they're, they have like a lot of data on their company, like whether it's yeah. transactional or everything. But I'm really big on the perceived ease of use, right? Or like mm. the perceived value, right? And when yeah. you're talking about perception, that's all before you get to the transaction. 
So okay. like, how are they viewing us when they're coming in? What is that experience like when they hear about us, right? And being very strategic with them. So I work with two software companies right now. Mm. And something that I'm really big into is like in product surveying. And we, we have some of these customer experience functions mm-hmm. with like some apps where you go in and, and you're going to click that you're this user, you're this user, and you're this user. But it's like these companies are tailoring your experience because of those questions that they asked you. So I think that's a really good way that a lot of people can impact their businesses like immediately. Um, I don't know if it really works like in the e-commerce space, but right. if you're a business right now, the more questions that, that qualifying, it, it'll help you with your ROI and making sure that you deliver on the ROA for the business, right? Because if you don't ask those questions, you're going in blind. You're going right. in blind understanding like, hey, when this when this customer came into our business, they actually saw that this process was going to be so complicated. Mm. It's like buying a car, right? Yeah. Everybody knows when you go buy a car, it's going to be a complicated process, right? Uh, yeah, a long process. Exactly. So if you could have data that really showed you that you were thinking that it was a complicated process before, but we gave mm-hmm. you a process that was way faster, now we have value. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now we can use that and be like, hey, according to these survey results <laughs> that you did before you came here, you right. thought this was going to be crazy, right? <laughs> right. And it's going to be the quickest experience Simplest. ever or what yeah. simplest experience. And I mean, that's just on like a hypothetical situation, but okay. that's how you can kind of use surveying on the front end um, of your business to kind of make sure that you're delivering. And um, for business owners listening to this right now, it saves you time. If you know mm-hmm. this information, you're not going to build out products or build out services mm-hmm. that aren't actually solving that need, right? So right. you can kind of know, okay, these are what, how the customers are coming in. We actually don't need to be wasting time on that. We actually need to shift this way. So um, I do that. I play that role for a lot of people uh, wherever they need it. And that's what I do kind of on the customer strategy side. What software do you recommend for small business owners to use? Mm, honestly, Google Suite's everything. Like, honestly, just Google. to get up and running. Like, if you really need to get something going, just do Google Suite. Like, Google. whether that's from Google Ads, whether it's Google Analytics. Like, if mm-hmm. you're just trying to get up and running, like, Google is your everything. Like, it's it's simple, right? Yeah. And they have so many different tools and resources to kind of really start giving you that high level mm-hmm. um, thing like that. Or even just Google Forms. So, if you're mm-hmm. a small mom and pop or you're in professional services, it's very simple for you to kind of create a Google Form that's, like, integrated into Sheets. And all yeah. of those responses that you're getting at the beginning of the sale, just to qualify the sale. Sure. Um, you can collect all of that information and start getting a really high level understanding of who your customer is. That's awesome. Yeah. And so what you suggest is them asking their clientele questions to yeah, increase engagement. Them. Absolutely. Just asking questions. Right. I think people are more willing to tell you things than what we think. Like, yeah. They'll let you know. The fact that you're asking questions, that matters to them. That shows that you're actually trying to improve your product. Like, I'm always telling people, like, mm. hey... I want your feedback because this helps me continually improve the product. Right. And you suggest surveys is like your most effective. Survey. Surveying, okay. surveying, surveying, right? Okay. Or in, and if you're not doing survey, understand what data that you already have and what you're collecting. And mm-hmm. if not, try to get some some specialist in or just try to get some little 18-year-old in to <laughs> let you know what you're overlooking, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. And you've, you've seen that since you work in it, the trend that normally the customer experience increases after they've had that engagement and they feel like their opinion is valued. And then the business mm. increases, right? Because they've gotten that feedback. Yeah, you get a lot given of, that feedback. Absolutely. You get a lot of value added services. You know, the idea mm-hmm. of um, paying more attention to the customer experience is for add-on revenue. Okay. That's why you do this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you want a customer to come in and buy one thing, but you nurtured it so well and you understood their needs that you started becoming a partner with them. So they started building out more services and more products through your company. That's awesome. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and is there any other tips that you have for 
listeners for um, them to increase the customer service experience? Um, customer experience? Yeah, exactly. And and uh, one of the things is a lot of people will get confused and make this just a customer service function, right? Mm-hmm. And what you really want to do is kind of build this CX customer experience function into every element of your business. Um, mm-hmm. top down, you know, um, it can't just be something where they just function as a department. Mm-hmm. And whenever there's a fire, you want these people right. or this person to put it out. <laughs> you, right. Exactly. You want people who you want this function to be a part of every single decision making. Like when you're when you're handling things in finance and figuring out how you're going to invoice people, you want this to be very customer centric of like, how are they going to proceed this notification down to mm-hmm. the timing of when we send this? Um, you know, this invoice, you know, you want it to be embedded mm-hmm. in every single aspect of your business. And as an owner, you might not have time to do this. That's why you have someone like me. That's why you have me. Awesome. I love it. Anything else you want to share on the, um, no? no okay. On the topic. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, thanks again for, for coming out and being on uh, the double E podcast. Um, and you guys stay tuned for our next episode.